Uh, what did you talk about? How you're going to read the internet? Beaker! Beaker! Well, we're just doing some impressions. Um, everyone loves an impressionist. Yeah. Name name one famous impressionist. <sighs> Melissa Vel- Vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> So I read, I'm going to read it like Tracy Beaker. Do it. Hello and welcome to Steph and Lola didn't have Disney. Is that it? I think you need to sound more annoyed. Hello and well... Cam! <laughs> you got to say names of characters, that doesn't make it tracy Hello and welcome to Steph and Lola Didn't Have Disney, the show where we have a look back at some of the old TV shows we loved as children and review the heck out of them. Well done. Okay, now, <laughs> smooth transition. Guys, last episode, I may or may not have said something mean to Chris Evans. I'm sorry, Chris Evans, if you watch the, if you listen to that episode of the podcast. I didn't mean it. I was trying to be cool and edgy, and I'm not. And I know that now, and I will never be like you. And that's why I lashed out at you. I am sorry. And also, I think, well, what did you think? Because we, we started this episode... Um, listening to the first ever, watching the first ever uh, episode of the series that we're reviewing. What do you think about doing that? You weren't listening because you got gum on your finger. <laughs> You're so annoying. <laughs> um, how are you? Um, I'm all right actually. Just had a just been to the pub. Actually, yeah, I just went to Spoons. Did you pre for this? Because I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't like drink. It was just like. Just had, just had lunch. Oh, what was it? What was your lunch? Uh, I got the cheese and tomato panini. Oh, yeah, that is vegetarian. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to shame you. Um, good. A panini at a pub. It was all right. It came very quick. So, like, it came very quickly, um, like, suspiciously quickly. Enough that I'm like, you can't, like, at least try and hide the fact that you just microwaved this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, put, like, some parsley on <laughs> yeah. Do Gordon Ramsay proud. In sixth form, I had a ham and cheese panini every day at lunch, and now I can't stomach a panini. I used yeah. to call them panunus as well, because I thought <laughs> I was peak comedy. <laughs> Go peak comedy. <laughs> Turn an E into an O, and then you're Peter K. <laughs> Watch out, <laughs> Panunu. Oh well, well how, how are you doing? I'm good. I um, I've got some recommendations. Are we going to do that? Recommendation. Yeah. Okay. Go. Let me open my notebook, my little red book. Oh, I was also going to say. <laughs> my apology. I'm going to when I did it. I was going to be like. I'm going to do it seriously and not like Tracy Beaker because the first episode of Tracy Beaker we review, she ends it on top of a car going, oh, yeah. Tracy Beaker <laughs> apologises. <laughs> but that, no, I'm taking it very seriously. So I'm not going to make a joke out of it. Sorry, my hairband just broke. This is absolute chaos. Oh, thank you. 
You can't have slapstick on a podcast. <laughs> Stop. Go on, I'll mouth. do audio description. <laughs> this is the audio description <laughs> service. Oh, I love them. Okay. Uh, what was I going to... Okay, so I was going to go into music again, because um, I just... Oh, Jesus. My... You and your music. <laughs> oh, it's like you like listening to sounds or something. <laughs> this music is great, Did isn't you just it? go... <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting excited because it's Tracy Beaker today. <laughs> uh, we haven't actually officially announced it. We've just been going Tracy Beaker like every five seconds. Oh, it's giving me rabies. Okay. <laughs> um, so, I'm going to recommend. So, I'm going to recommend a cool song and I'm going to recommend a lame song because I'm not edgy anymore. I've cleansed myself. We've said this. Um, but you have to guess which one's cool and which one's lame. Okay. And the viewer at home can guess that too. So, thought I'd go in. I, this is not like a temporary ex- obsession. It's like a long-term commitment in my life. Um, okay. Andrew in drag. Oh. <laughs> I recommended it to you and it's still a tune. It is. It is still months later. Months. I'm, still, I'm still like... Hey, if the lead singer of a, ba- a band... Is a vegan gay man that only wears brown. <laughs> You've got my number. <laughs> so that's that's why I love. Also, I was I was so the magnetic fields. It's by. It's a great song. It has the line, uh, "I'd sign away my trust fund. I would even sell the jag if I could spend my misspent youth with Andrew and drag." Poetry. And I was like, me? Um, <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, the Magnetic Fields is a great band anyway. They've got other stuff. That's not the only good song. They're not a one-hit wonder. They're a long-time love of mine. <laughs> I'm cringing at myself as I speak. And um, I was listening to a live version, and Stephen Merritt, the leader, was the leader. The leader was doing a song on his own, and in order to get the because it was acoustic, in order to get the sense of fading out, the effect, he just slowly walked away from the <laughs> mic with his ukulele, <laughs> still singing, going away. <laughs> it was so good, I was cracking up. Um, so yeah, Andrew and Drag live. Um, live for her. Live for her. Um, what else? And then the second one is. Loco in Acapulco. Do you know that song? No. Because I'm going loco down in da 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 da. So, um, you know the gay and wondrous life of... Oh, Taylor? yeah. Yeah. One of the episodes is finished with that song. Because, you know, they always go, we're having a shirtless party, everyone come over. Oh, yeah. And they just, like, are all dancing, having a great time. Um, so that one of those at the end of like the first episode, they play that song. And I <laughs> it came up on my recommended because that's the cool life I lead. And, um, yeah, it absolutely slaps. Does it? It absolutely slaps. And I think if I can, and if we've got time on the show, I will put at the end of this whole show that song up next as a homage to um, uh, Brian Jordan Alvarez. Is that his name? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So that would be good because I think that would get people excited for whatever the next show is. So you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, and it's, yeah, it kind of goes off. It's by the Four Tops. Are they? What are your recommendations? Um, you always go with like the cool songs and stuff. Um, then li- listen to Loco and Acapulco. And like, <laughs> do, do, do. Um, okay, I'm going to recommend a TV show that's um, that 
uh, recently came on Netflix called, and I know it's like, Halloween is over. The spoopy month is over. But I'm still going to recommend um, The Haunting of House Hill because the writing is just, like, impeccable. I've never um, watched anything where it felt... um, It felt so realistic and yet so, like... It was so intricately weaved that, like, there was no way that it could happen in real life. I don't know. And all the characters were so well-developed and all the performances were incredible. Um, and it is really kind of really spoopy scary, but um, if you can stomach that, it's really worth it. So give it a watch. The Haunting of House Hill. Okay, thanks. TBH. I can't stomach that. She doesn't have that kind of lining. (laughs) (laughs) The PH of her stomach. (laughs) No, she's not ready. (laughs) Oh, okay. Right. Today's episode is on the story of Tracy Beaker. The story of Tracy Beaker is a British children's drama that focuses on the lives and experiences of young people and their care workers in care. It ran on CBBC for five series from 2002 to 2005. Sick. That wasn't actually long running. Well, so we're doing the earlier... Yeah, I felt like it was. I think just the like the whole franchise has gone on for so long. Like the dumping mm. ground is still going. There was Tracy Beaker the game on DS. I look. This was in my research. I will show. Keep them busy while I show you the screenshot that I took of it, and I want you to explain it for the uh, viewer at home. Wait. So like it was. Um, I assume it was just all am- animated. Here it is. So it's in Comic Sans. <laughs> First of all, and it's three D. No. If you can see Louise there, she's a that... woman. A woman. <laughs> and she goes, and don't think about nicking it. I've got my eye on you. There you go. Words from Louise. Words from Immortalised. So that was probably a very bad game. But if anyone's played it, if the viewer at home has played it, please. Um, yeah. Me. Just uh, s- send us... Screenshots or send us it. Yeah, send us the game. Yeah. And we'll do a Let's Play, but... Audio. Audio, let's... Oh my god, PewDiePie is creaking <laughs> in his boots. Okay. So, what was your opinion of Trace Beaker as a kid? Because I'm ready for the controversy. Yeah, because um, I, as a child, I did not like Tracy Beaker, the show, or the character. I thought... She's just very, like, mouthy, and I was a very, like, stick-to-the-rules kind of kid, afra- very afraid of authority. I will get on with my work, please. Uh, just pr- uh, give me praise. That's the kind of child I was. Oh, yeah, that's fair. I mean, I was a similar kind of child. I was terrified of getting told off. But I feel like maybe if you did a Freudian analysis of it, Tracy Beaker was my id, <laughs> and I represented what I wanted to do. I wanted to get angry. I wanted to lash out. And, okay, so... I was such a fan of Tracy Beaker that when I was seven, did I tell you this? I made fan art of me, Tracy Beaker. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you still have it? No. Please, oh, we no. sent it to the CBBC. <laughs> of course you did. So, so, um, we sent it in to the... Uh, it's framed. She <laughs> got it. Danny Harmer got it. It wasn't for Danny Harmer. It was for the fictional character. Wait, Tracy so it was Beaker. you and... Tracy. Tracy and her mum were all holding hands and having a great time. Wait, so did you, like, want to be her friend? Mm. Mm. Yes, I did. I was eight. <laughs> um, and yeah, and her mum was there. So we're having a great time. And Aww. I and I think I truly just wanted Tracy to find her mum because I didn't understand the underlying abandonment issues um, 
that they approach in the programme. Yeah, did you, like, realise that... Oh, so, like, for people who don't know, um, Tracy is this kid in care, and she's always talking about how her mum is this famous actress, and then one day she's going to come up come back to her and um just take her back to hollywood um um as a kid did you realize that that was ludicrous not early no no no, i didn't justin bieber feet jokes um so yeah it was i didn't realize it was ludicrous i i thought you stick in there tracy beaker your mum might come some point uh, later on, when I watched later on, I did cotton on. It's not like still now. I'm like maybe her mum will come. But the thing is, the whole canon is completely destroyed by Tracy Beaker, the movie of me, which came out in two thousand and four. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that that's before the end of the series? Yeah, it I destroys remember... the whole canon. The yeah, whole. Lore. I know what you mean. Because um, I Wait. haven't watched it in years, but I do remember what happens. I remember tuning into like CBBC. And watching it and being like, wow, this is a very, like, long episode of Tracy Beaker. <laughs> too much Tracy for you. Yeah, it was Not enough for me. Wasn't it? Well, too- you couldn't get enough. It sucked, though. Because that... So, in the film version of Tracy... I'm getting heated. In the film version of Tracy Beaker, her mum is a famous actress. So no, this no, no, she's not a famous... I swear she's a stunt woman. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I remembered it wrong. <laughs> so, but so, she is in Hollywood, and her mum actually cares about her. Yeah, yeah. Which is not true. That I, I don't think that is. true. I think half of her like backstory is just like the mystique, and you don't know if she's mm. lying and how much she believes in her own lies. Well, because there is a flashback in the episode we watch where it looks oh, the like one, one. Yeah, so it looks like something horrible is going on, and she probably her mum probably isn't as nice as she makes out to be. Yeah. So. I don't know, maybe seeing the mother just dis- destroys it all. So, wait for this segue. Okay. <laughs> so the only good thing about the movie of me is because there's a live performance of the theme tune, which, may I say it again, slaps. It does. It does go off. It's so yes. good. It's so good. And now we're going to rank the theme tune. Um, I'm going to just insert it in now. Well, that was a groovy tune. Wasn't it? <laughs> it goes off. It honestly it goes off. Um, it went <laughs> off when we were in a, a karaoke bar the other day. And the other day, like months yeah. ago. It was but, like a month ago. Yeah. yeah. And it, we, we were like... Oh, it. I mean, we were the only excited people in the room. Well, like, it was funny because I... It was like the intro, which isn't featured in the theme tune. I think it just goes straight to the chorus yeah. in the theme tune. So you, the fact that you know the whole song, <laughs> first of all, is like what cracked me up. And then, because you were like straight away, th- three notes all in, you, you were like, need to is hear this? Is do 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 And then you know, do 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 It's, you know, it's, it's, I mean, it's in my veins. <laughs> it's part of me. Um, so my cousin... Is a professional animator. Is he now? Yeah, so he did um, a degree in well, animation. So this is these are his messages. I'm going to read them out. 
So he goes, yeah, the animation is pretty terrible. It is. Like, obviously the character characters are meant to be drawn in that crude style. I'd give it a 3 out of 10. Ouch. S savage. He's like the Arlene Phillips of <laughs> animation. But to be fair, I don't think they're meant to be that amazing. But what stressed me out about one of the episodes we watched is they're talking about Sid and how he said he had eyes at the back of his head. Sid is um, one of the care workers. Thank you. <laughs> He's got eyes at the back of his head. Oh, I hated that bit And as well. that used to scare me when I was younger. <laughs> and secondly... His um, so, eyes so, 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 like, the animation shows, yeah. like, his eyes popping out of his head and then revolving to, like, the back of his head. Yeah, and you it's can see, terrifying. like, the string going yeah. around. And so what frustrates me is that the eyes at the front of his head, a tiny black head's head, is a tiny black dot. But then the eyes at the back of his head are, like, detailed. Like, everyone else has got dot eyes, but he's got these detailed balls the inconsistency. So that annoys me. The unprofessionalism. I know, it angers me. But also, everything is just jolty. But I think Oscar does make a fair point that it probably is supposed to be because it's her child, child's imagination. So it kind of excuses it a little bit for yeah. being a bit shoddy. But come on, guys. Yeah, it does game. look like it was coloured in paint. Because you can do shoddy kind of animation, but then make it fluid. Like, make it look fluid, at least. Not like... Yeah. Complete. You can have bad drawings animated well. I feel that's possible. I don't know. Ask Oscar. But I feel yeah. that's <laughs> I'll ask our uh, consultant. Yeah. I mean, I love having a guest on the show. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's the animation ranking. Three out of ten. We didn't officially rank the theme tune. Ten out of ten. I'm sorry. I go for nine because I'm scared of going too high too soon. I it's only episode two. I, I don't know what's in the future. I mean, we do know what's in the future, but you guys don't. So okay, let's. Let me read the synopsis for the first episode. It's called Tracy Beaker returns to the dumping ground. Tracy ends up returning to the dumping ground following her foster parents returning her there and finds her old room has been given to a new girl called Justine Littlewood who ends up becoming Tracy's arch nemesis. I mean the episode is like what 13 minutes long and already she's formed an arch nemesis. To be fair, classic Tracy. Classic. Trap <laughs> classic Beaker. So going into the episode, what were your thoughts? Just like they're all so young. Child actors are small. Yeah, they are they, were, they, were, they are so small. Also the acting is kind of really bad. <laughs> yeah, it is really bad, and um, I'm sorry for that. <laughs> I'm sorry. The thing, I apologize. It's one of those part. things that child actors have a habit of doing is when they start at a ten. And then they realise they've got nothing left in them. So yeah. they just have to be screaming. She starts off yelling, And I never want to see you ever again. And then she continues. Can you pass the salt? Just everything is just in this exaggerated voice. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, 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 I get you. I feel like she needs to just have her moment. Sometimes silence is the best. Kind of. I don't know. That must be yeah, a quote. So that subtlety. God, Danny Harmer. I mean, she's very young, though, but... She is so young. Considering the later episode, she doesn't get any better. <laughs> <laughs> so that's um, the truth. Uh, the, the animations, not only were are they not good, <laughs> they're also... There are too many of them. Yeah, to be they, fair. Every time an animation came on, I was like, oh, Jesus. Because it was just like... It doesn't have anything to do with the plot, because they're all just like... It's weird. It's what's going on in her head. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, also, oh yeah, the anim- yeah. 
<laughs> she might just want to say anything. No, but I agree. But I'm thinking about the next episode because there's something about the animation I want to point out. So hold that thought. Um, I think the parents that ditched her are really mean, actually. And that kind of hurt my heart a bit. Wasn't it because they had a new child or something? No, they so they adopted a child, realised they were pregnant, and was like, oh, we'll return her. Yeah. That's just, like, you've made that commitment. You should be... That is some trust issues. And frigging take a pregnancy test before you go and adopt a child, <laughs> maybe. I just think it was very... I mean, and why did they continue trying to have a baby after they adopted a child if they didn't want another one? I just think it was a bit much. And I know Tracy's a bit much, but they didn't... I, I just... I think it was very sad um, to see her like that. But it was interesting. It's like real problems, to be fair. And that's what yeah. I like. It's, it's good representation as well of children in care. I'm, I oh, can't... Really? I thought that it kind of... Kind of romanticises... Yeah, to be care. fair. I was like... I want to be in the dumping ground when yeah, I was Yeah, because I think the fact that they each get their diff- get their own rooms is kind of... I don't think that would happen. Like, you probably yeah, have to share. Course. Um, and also, just, it seemed very... Because they get up to, like, hijinks, right? So it seems very fun to be in a care home because you're, like, you're just around other kids mm. um, all the time. And especially as you're, when you're a child and then you're, like, rebelling against your parents and you're just like, oh, I want to be like Tracy. Mm. But it just seems very uh, romanticising uh, a thing. I guess I, I I guess what I mean is maybe not a good portrayal, but I think if I was a child in care, of course I have no idea what that's like, but if I I imagined that I'd be absolutely stoked to have a TV show about me and what my life would be like. Yeah, but if it was, um, if you'd never seen a representation a representation of yourself before, and it was like wildly inaccurate and kind of. Um, made the thing that you were going through seem maybe trivial more, yeah. yeah yeah i i don't know but at this okay i'm thinking of it from playground cred point of view oh right yeah. tracy beefy comes on the telly you before were treated like a weird kid for like not having parents in a conventional family system oh, okay. but then suddenly they're like oh wait you're like tracy beaker you're a cool kid I don't know. I want to. I guess I'd have to read up on the because both of us don't know. Mm. So we'd have to read up on what what people actually did make of it at the time. Um, also, oh my god, just did you see Justine's hair in this episode? Yeah, the sideburns. <laughs> oh no, I wasn't thinking about that. She had like a pla- like a ponytail, and then from that ponytail came two plaits. <laughs> that two was separate sick. plates. Yeah, uh, two That's separate sick. plates. <laughs> two separate plaits. It was I. Was watching it and I was like, I want that hairstyle. Oh, I was looking at her. Well, like, okay, obviously it's perfectly fine for girls to have body hair, whatever, but um, or facial hair. Uh, but she had long bits of hair slicked down, <laughs> like to look like kind look kind of like mutton chops on this tiny like ten year old's face. It was really <laughs> weird. Um, also, Louisa. I mean, like all of the outfits are so early 2000s and it seems kind of like how people dress in Fallowfield really yeah Yeah, like Louise had like those trousers that you wear if you've been traveling across like Asia she had like the wide leg flowy there's a lot of tank tops I'm the fashion corner yeah the fashion (laughs) got one um um 
Also, yeah. Also, I felt so bad because you know Ben Battenberg or whatever his name is. Ben, the, the yeah, the cool kid. Yeah, he I plays th- Lee Jordan in Harry Potter. But I felt really bad because as soon as he came on screen, I was like, "Oh, it's Crash," which is the other black <laughs> kid in the series. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, Jesus." To be fair, I mean, a diversity could be better, but it's not awful. It's not awful for like the the, the period yeah, that it was yeah. in. I one reason I love Mike is because he calls Elaine Elaine the pain in it, and then it's like oh, like getting in with oh, it. Oh, the banter! I just thought he was so like warm as well when she was clearly going through a rough time, and then she was like, "We live together. We could live together." Like with Mike, she was like, we could, "Oh yeah,", yeah. And, she, and he was like, "Oh ha ha!" Like he was like, "You know, I can't do that though," and. She was like, like, took it out on him and got angry at him, and he was just like, "All right, Tracy, I'm gonna leave you to it." And I was just like, "This is a tender moment." He's just like so emotionally intelligent. I know he's yeah. a fake character, but I just like, <laughs> I think it's so cool. Um, can we talk about Tracy Beaker's hay fever? <laughs> I forgot about that. Yes, yeah, same. It's my hay fever. It's the dumping ground dust. But you don't get hay fever from dust, do you? Yeah, I know. I I mean, as a sufferer... It's like allergies. Also, as a sufferer, my nose is hella itchy. And my nose isn't hella itchy when I'm actually um, doing a cry. So it's not it's not realistic. Just yeah. Just need to point that out there, Tracy. As a victim of hay fever, mm, I feel like she's trivialising <laughs> the, the hay fever problems. Um, yeah. The the um, the ending of this episode was kind of random. So she she basically the plot is that she comes back to the dumping ground. Justine's in her old room. She gets um, Aggie with Justine and then just kind of like wanders into her room and breaks. The clock that her dad got her as a present. Which, look, it doesn't look uh, like a good quality clock. Yeah. Can I just say, I was so obsessed with the scene where Ryan is putting back together the clock that I tried to dismantle a clock when I was younger. (laughs) Is that real? Yeah, I'm not lying. This is not a joke. I had a clock like that, but I didn't get past like the ears of the clock. What's it? Yeah, I know what you mean. The, the bells. bells. Yeah, I didn't get past it from taking them off. I couldn't really get involved. But I just loved the idea of operating on a clock and then getting money out of it. And just, I mean, I don't know. It, it, <laughs> I feel like Tracy Beaker really, like, grabbed my imagination because I just wanted to do everything that was going on. So can, I, can I continue the synopsis of the episode? Sorry. <laughs> so Tracy breaks Justine's clock um, and then... Jenny, who's a care worker, finds out and is like, Tracy, you need to apologise. And Tracy doesn't want to apologise. Um, eventually she's forced to, and then she stands outside with a megaphone. And it's all like, me, Tracy Beaker, apologises for breaking Justine's Littlewood stupid clock, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she's like standing on top of a car, and it's like, where did you get that megaphone from? But my favourite thing is that, I mean, this is, I've, I've got more to say, but I'm going to stop. I'm going to talk about the ending in a weird part. Um, the end. Also, the end sort of tableau of the whole episode is she goes to jump off the car. Yeah, but it's not even a picture of her jumping off the car. It's a close up of her face about to jump off the car, which is the worst still image. <laughs> it's just her about to jump, looking kind of like a scared child actor in that moment. Yeah, they could quite a stunt double. It's like have her legs in the air, like yeah. have her jumping. Oh, maybe my. she was scared of heights. Danny Harmer trivia there. Yeah. 
Um, oh yeah, when she yells sorry though, like the first time she apologises and she just runs into him and goes, sorry, and then runs out. That <laughs> cracks me up because that's, I mean, I was a good kid, but that's definitely something I would have done. Like if I just yelled. Were you, uh, what is Louise's role? Is she Tracy's friend or is she Justine's friend? She seems to be like a two-faced bee, in oh, my sh- opinion. Sh- so, yeah, she doesn't really know what side to take and I don't care about her. Um, okay, should we get, move on to episode two? Um, so, series one, episode two, dares. Tracy and Justine challenge each other to various dares. If Tracy wins, Justine has to give her room back to her. Will Tracy succeed? I love that. I love that they finished it on a rhetorical question. I didn't Because, like, it. I mean, I want to know more. Will I Tracy <laughs> succeed? Um, spoiler alert, she does. Yeah, she gets her room back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the... <laughs> What are you cracking up about? Just that I've written my my notes for this episode are the first one is skinhead kids because they have those those two kids that are living the dumping ground who have like shaved heads and I always got them confused. Ryan and were they brothers? Yeah, Ryan and I can't remember the other one's name. Yeah, but it's, yeah, 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 yeah. They are brothers and that's why they got both skinhead. They've got their accents are so cute because they're like tiny. So so cockney. Yeah, they're so cockney. <laughs> yeah, I can do that for you probably. Yeah. <laughs> so good. I can fix your clock. Give us a fiver. <laughs> yeah. It's... Also, uh, this is our first glimpse of Tracy the arsonist when she sets a fire in the waste. It's so sad though. Like she's like, it, it, I wrote down the quote here: "Real fire makes your house feel more like home." Who taught, who taught her that? She probably heard it. She's like 10. Okay, yeah. let's start. She's 10. She hears that. She doesn't feel at home in a in her foster home. And she's very lonely. So she just starts a fire. I think that makes me sad. I think it makes me sad. I'm not sure. And then Mike's just like, what are you doing? <laughs> and then he's like, she says that and he's like, he understands. I felt really bad for the social workers in this one. Because um, the dares mostly involve pranking the social workers mm. or the care the care workers or whatever so what's the fir- the first one is like making a flower bomb in the cupboard and it goes all over poor jenny and then like they put uh cheese sauce into some wellies mike's wellies yeah um, it's not it's not great because you have more respect for the social workers i imagine as you get older i feel like that's what's happened i yeah. used to just think oh fun targets now it's like oh no they want to help children out and that's why they do this job and now they're just getting punished for it but talking of flower bombs yeah i also remembered always wanting to flower bomb someone at some point but i i don't know how to make a flower how would you go about it but i flower bombed myself the other day (laughs) because i think it just is putting flower well what i did is i was getting flour out and it was slightly open and fell on me yeah, maybe that's the way to do it. So I was like, and this was before we watched the episode, and I was like, guys, it's like that bit in Tracy Beaker. No <laughs> one it? could relate. No one could relate. But that was, yeah, I felt like Jenny for a bit. So that was good. I feel like this whole podcast is just you trying to get somebody to relate to, so, like, these I obscure... set up a whole podcast. Yeah, yes. <laughs> just to be like, oh, yeah, do you flower bombing? Um... <laughs> The the bit that made me laugh was when Tracy gets dared to climb a big tree yeah. and then she obviously gets stuck and Mike has to go up and rescue her. And then she, as she's coming down, like, fire, and then Mike's, like, got her over his shoulder. She's just like, I wasn't stuck. I was resting. <laughs> just like her, she's so stubborn. Yeah, that's that is... me, though. Like, I can relate. I would probably say that if I was a <laughs> I think... Um, 
the worm eating was so fake, like so yeah, yeah, badly done. It was kind of grim though. It was literally like yeah, but like the thought of like eating a worm. And then they had spaghetti later. That was quite funny, to be fair. Yeah, that is quite funny. I imagine. Um. Also, okay, I feel like everything is filmed from one angle as well in these earlier episodes. I feel like it's a one character, one camera thing. Do you? What do you mean one camera? I feel like it's just one camera angle throughout. What flat? Yeah, just kind of flat and. Um, but my favourite thing is at the end when Justine is holding all her stuff and the camera just pans around the room to her just like holding a box of her stuff looking <laughs> That's my favourite thing. But that's all I put. What? Do you have any more thoughts on that app? Um, that's kind of it actually. No. Oh, so it wasn't that what that episode, I guess because it's not the first episode, it didn't, it didn't have that much to go through Yeah. there. But now we skip a lot ahead to... Um, Series four, episode seven. This Tracy has longer hair now. She's she's older. She's like how old? Probably fourteen, fifteen, oh, fifteen. I imagine. Um, she's got braces. Big she has braces. Um, did you have braces? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Look oh. at my, look at my look at my teeth. Oh, you got nice teeth actually. Teeth. I used to have an underbite. <gasps> did I not tell you this? Wait, what's an under? Is that that one? Yeah, genuinely oh full on gorilla mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was a it was a tough time. Um, yeah, I just had an underbite. I, I, I didn't actually care about it. long gorilla mouth. <laughs> I got over it, but... Yeah, same, didn't... yeah. When I was a kid, I was like, I don't want braces. Like, I'm fine with my teeth how they are. And then I look at pictures of yeah. how I how my teeth looked when I was 11. Oh, and I'm I was like, like thank, thank God, God yeah. mum. Because it was you. a mess in there. <laughs> it was. And my, my dad doesn't have great teeth. Did I tell you about the time my dad fell off his bike and his friend went to see him after and he was like, oh my God, what happened to your teeth? <laughs> No. That's what my dad's teeth are like a zip. It's so bad. I'm sorry. It's true though. Um okay. Series four, episode seven, Life is a Cabaret. After watching a scary film, Tracy has a dream where she is living back at the dumping ground. Now run by a villainous cam. I hated this episode. I love I know it. I know this is like one of your faves. Um, and it's I remember, really. like, was it like back in June or something? You came around to mine, and then we watched like a part of it. Yeah, we what you made me watch it. No, no, I didn't. <laughs> you were fully in control of the laptop. <laughs> I just said, do you remember that episode where they're singing throughout? And you were like, I think I do. And then we watched it, and they're like, nobody, but, but nobody, nobody messes me. Oh, fake fan. <laughs> I am. I am a fake fan. Pushes me. I am the beaker. Why are they so obsessed with the surname Beaker? I think they just really want to ham at home that it's related to the book. Like, Tracy Beaker is the name of the... We get it, you're Tracy Beaker. No Tracy. I can make my world come true. But yeah, I guess I'm surprised it's not in the title sequence, her name. Um, um, I, I just am not a fan of Tracy. Especially at this age, it feels um, like I know she's going through like a whole being a teenager thing. But I find that it just, her attitude is just so tiresome. It is kind of rude. And I feel like, I don't know. I wish she had more respect for authority. But I guess that's just me. That's her appeal, isn't it? Yeah. Her fatal flaw is also her biggest uh, strength. Yeah. In terms of marketing. Rude. <laughs> well, uh, the thing is, I, what I want to say is, I was going to make this point, And the thing, I think one of the main parts of appeal of Tracy Beaker is, to me, is that 
it was very there's a very common trope in children's tv shows of um them being this nuclear family husband yeah. wife um brother sister maybe another one um and the younger sister always is this smart book smart heads down lisa simpson lisa simpson lucy, lucy and my yeah. parents are aliens can't think of them anymore, but they're they are there definitely. <laughs> it is just the thing, and I you used to really love those characters, but we need more like n- any representation is good, even if it's a representation of a bad kid. Yeah, like the, to see a girl on TV who's not afraid to eat a worm and like get mucky and kind of just get out to no good. I think is healthy to see. And I think that is my feminist analysis. Tracy Beaker is a feminist icon. But don't you think the fact that she's uh, she renounces femininity is in itself misogynistic? True. But yeah, she. I guess there's the I'm not like other girls attitude is toxic, but by saying I embrace these things did present another option to me as a trouser loving child. (laughs) Trouser loving child. So, you know, I think. Ultimately, you could go into it and make it sound yeah, bad, I but I, d- I. But like, it 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 depends on how you read it, like anything. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna take it personally if you. Say <laughs> <it>. <laughs> um. Okay. Um, what are you gonna do? What um. Gonna talk about? I thought uh, animation, God, relentless, isn't it? They just keep on cropping well, so up. So every time, like every now and then, something would just twinkle for no reason. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, why Why are you having such a fun time, special effects people? I just like, uh, as soon as as soon as uh, she started singing, I was like, no, God. Nobody. But, but nobody. Also, the rest of the kids cannot sing. Roxy cannot sing. It's time, it's time, it's time, it's time to rise and shine. It's time, it's time. <laughs> and they're all wearing Tudor ruffs. Yeah, I, I think know. it's supposed to be like um, that kind of gospel. Choir oh, okay, outfit. yeah. And Rio is the guy <laughs> from Submarine, <laughs> and I was like, oh, um, little little. I, I little think Rio. I think he's he's good actor. Not gonna lie. Oh yeah, I think he is. A, I love his accent. It's amazing. Yeah. And then also, what confuses me that I feel like dream episodes have to have one thing is that I mean maybe I'm wrong, but I. Whenever I have dreams, I'm in every scene in that dream. I'm never. Oh my god, I was about to say that. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I feel like so the much. key to writing a dream sequence episode is that person is in every scene, the person having the dream, because they're there to observe. Because, yeah, because the, the universe exists from their perspective and yeah. their perspective only, because yeah. they created it. So having Cam talking to Lol and Ban- Bouncer in a scene doesn't make any sense because yeah and then and then and then like one of her lines in the scene is all like this is a dream it doesn't have to make sense and i was like oh right lazy writing yeah it's just like going it's magic you know also cam was like weirdly sexual (laughs) yeah it was a bit weird i did not i feel like she was okay so i looked up uh cabaret afterwards because i thought the title life is a cabaret I haven't seen Cabaret, but there's probably some... Life reference. is a cab. But she does look like Liza Marinelli, kind of. Yeah. With the makeup and the haircut, crossed with um, that girl from Pulp Fiction. Oh, Uma Thurman. Um, Mrs. Mia Wallace. I've oh. only, I haven't actually seen Pulp Fiction, but oh. I've seen the poster and she looks like that. <laughs> so that's my opinion. I've seen the poster in many a dorm room. <laughs> True. Um, uh, yeah, so that's my opinion on that. Um... The props were weak. The budget was low. <laughs> <laughs> the camera was tilted. Hotel. Em- <laughs> <from Chicago. laughs> 
um, yeah, like every other shot was a Dutch angle. And it wasn't like a Dutch angle, like if you were, you would notice it if, if you look out for that thing. Um, it was unavoidable. It What's was a Dutch angle. It's when the camera um, like tilted at an angle. Oh, I think yeah. it's called a Dutch angle because like uh, they Dutch do that on MTV it. Cribs, but on purpose. Yeah. So yeah, it is like on purpose. They don't just like forget to oh, put I the tripod Oh, I thought they were just on. being shaked. But they kind of were sometimes. It was like, are you all right? You got the shakes there, Mister Cameraman. Because he was like, I don't know. I felt a bit sick sometimes. It- <laughs> yeah, but it's usually shown to so. Um, it's usually used to show that something is like not right so yeah. like I think by show they had such Dutch but like not even at a 45 degree angle it was like 60 degrees oh. it was upside down <laughs> <laughs> um yeah yeah I, yeah I can see where you're coming from there. it was too much I feel like you you know the cinematography the cinematography the cinematography cinematography cinnamon spice okay. <laughs> um, uh Another okay, Heavy Lads was a weak tune. The one that went, We are the Heavy Lads. That was barely a tune. Yeah, that was just failed rapping. But you know, I kind of like Lol and Mounts, are not gonna lie. At the time, I, like I found the, them annoying. But... They, I feel like they, yeah, I think I found them annoying as well. Yeah. But I, I always remember them having their own separate storylines. Yeah. And they were never really involved with Tracy's kind no, of. No, they're just like plot. kind of like. They always have like older. Mount. Yeah. Were they brothers? Yeah. Okay. They do what? not look it. <laughs> no, I know. Um, but that's fair. You don't have to look like your brother. Um, <laughs> uh, lovely bubbly porridge. That mm. was a tune. I like that one. That must have been Oliver Twift's reference. I'm trying to see where the references are in this. Because yeah. they like, you know, high ground. You know. Tracy Beaker. Well, but then Sid's wearing an earring, and I was like, that must be a reference to something. Someone because he doesn't wear an earring usually. If he did, it wouldn't be a reference. But I feel like, why is he in the cafeteria wearing an earring? Oh, I don't know. Like a kind of long boy George earring. I don't understand. But lovely bubble, and I love porridge, so it's a tune. Um, yeah. So it just reminded me of how great porridge is. Case closed. <laughs> <laughs> um, I. I just wrote down, I hate this. Um, also, because, like, as soon as... So Cam has a song, because she's, like, the main villain, mm. I guess, in this episode, in her dream. Um, so she starts singing, and it's, like, cabaret-themed. Yeah. And it's just... It's... Ugh, I hated it. And all, But, like, she has a good voice, but it was just so cringy. Um, I like the bit where Lola and Mouncer are trying to... Um, annoy Tracy by telling her a joke that they don't really remember I feel like that's the ideal form of punishment <laughs> like oh it's like the one with the squirrel on the I, I can't remember oh and just like really testing her patience I I don't know it made me smile yeah um and also the the, the song at the end where they're all like the dumping ground kids are singing about we're the dumping ground kids <laughs> gotta be bad <laughs> so I during the whole thing I was just like this thinks that it's Matilda. Or, like, it's yeah, a hard knock life. Yeah, like, for, imagine if it was, like, written by Tim It's Minchin. a hard knock life for us. And, oh, true. Kind of Annie, Matilda, Stand Oliver me. Twist, Cabaret. I feel like they're just trying to do too much here. They did a Salvador Dali reference in the first anim- animation. Oh, yeah. When the... she was, like, going into her dream, they but did the an animation But the clocks hadn't her. melted yet. No, the clocks were melted. Oh, I thought they were fully formed. No. Fully Do you know what would be a good reference what? if they did one of the, the broken clock from episode one as one of the clocks? Oh my god. That, that would that would 
That would be if it was written by that, me. Yeah, that would be like such fan service. Also, can I just say that Tracy, when she was in that those pink dresses, they looked fine on her, but she was wearing mank flip flops still. Oh my god! Yeah, the Did sandals, you clock them? the scandal, um, the scandal, <laughs> the, scan- the sandal scandal was unbelievable. <laughs> they looked manky, and it was just because she hadn't changed. Like she, they didn't have the money for the budget to buy her some nice shoes too. Yeah, I know. That just stressed me out. Um. Yeah, uh, just uh, my whole takeaway from this episode is I don't really like Tracy Beaker as a character. Um, why does Cam like her? I I just I think she understands that she's kind of a damaged child. I imagine. And did you notice at the end she also goes? Cam goes, "I love you good. I love you bad. I love you no matter what." And Tracy goes, "I like you too." Oh me. <laughs> <laughs> If that ain't me. Yeah. Um, but I guess she's... But I just didn't like... Because when I was a teenager, I was sad most of the time, but I was also super lame. So I wouldn't have been, like, being mean to someone to try and be cool. I don't think yeah. that... And I feel like that's a bad representation of teenagers. Someone who tries really hard to be, like, um, edgy and just ends up being rude to people they love. I don't think that... And it made me think when I was younger that when I was a teenager, I had to be like that. Otherwise, I wouldn't be a teenager. Oh, problematic. Mm, I feel like that's kind of a bad element. I kind of like the Black Mirror Twilight Zone ending, though. Well, it was like, is it a dream? Yeah. <laughs> it was so hurt. She has these long nails. In the dream. In the dream. And then at the end, as she walks out of the door, she curls up. I mean, it's really a, a clumsy way of doing it. Cause yeah. who, who shuts the door by curling it around the edge and just going... But yeah. then you get to see her rings and her nails and you're like... Was it a dream? Well, it clearly was, but... Yeah. Like Treehouse of Horror. If this was kind of a Treehouse of Horror episode... Why is it? It's like not really canon. No, I wouldn't take Well, I mean, it's so. not canon. <laughs> no. Because the whole thing happens, like, in her head. Well, like... Yeah. But every, every series has a weird episode like that, and I think that's why I wanted us to watch it, because... It's something, it's, it's one of the anomalies. Would you like to go on to the next episode? Um, series 4, episode 6, Temper Temper. Tracy, Jackie and Crash have a master plan as they take nasty pranks from the Wellards in unusual good cheer. But after a while of inordinate c- kindness and tolerance, especially from Jackie, Chantelle becomes emotional, suggesting she hasn't seen much of this in her life so far. Oh, huh. <laughs> Meanwhile, Sid, in a badly conceived idea to compensate for the dumping ground having only two members of permanent staff, decides to install a small number of surveillance cameras, which Lol and Bouncer take mischievous exception to. To be fair, that was written really well. I, I didn't write that myself. <laughs> I found it on the Tracy Beaker wiki. There's a, oh my god, of course. So I, it's funny that there's, there's someone's taken the effort to write that quite well. And also, I'm sorry, but it was episode 8 in the series. Oh my god. Eight. We're I mistyped. Um, Jesus. I know, what have I done? What Call I done? yourself a fan. Yeah. Um, Duke's face is a close up at the beginning in a cowboy hat. I mean, say no more. Can I just preface by saying this is my favourite episode out of the four we watched because it oh. has the least Tracy Beaker in it. <laughs> oh, true actually, yeah, she just kind of cameos at the end really. Yeah, yeah. Just gets involved. I think it was a nice, I also think the lesson was nice. Kill them with kindness. I think that's quite a sweet way, I mean I just think that's a sweet message, I don't know. Do you agree? Um, I don't really know, it kind of came back to bite them. In the end, because they realise they really hurt Chantal's feelings. Also, I forgot that that was her name. I was just like, in my notes, I'm just ri- I just wrote down the older Wellard. But then they didn't hurt her feelings, because they were nice to her, and she truly believed it. 
Yeah, but they knew that they were being fake. Yeah. So that guilt. But I feel, uh, yeah, I guess that was kind of sad when she was, so she was the only one who was actually like kind of um, reacting emotionally towards, so they do these nice things for the Wellards, who are the bullies of the house, yeah, to try and stop them from bullying. And Chantel was the only one that seems genuinely touched and doesn't want to hurt them either. I feel like it's kind of like a lesson on gang culture. <laughs> I mean, the Luellans are a gang and she's kind of been roped into it, but she's got feelings and she doesn't know how to um, the balance well, that. The Wellards are... I mean, they're not like real siblings, are they? No. So they're just like these group of kids who act... They call themselves the Wellards, but I don't think they're real siblings. No, they're, they're just like... It means well hard. I think that's the... I read oh that somewhere. Oh, my God. <laughs> so it's short the for well um, We are the Wellards. Yeah, it's as good it is the Welsh accent. The Wellards' outfits are like the goth section of Claire's. <laughs> yeah, well, no, Chantel's hair is like crimped and also pink. <laughs> I just... It's so much. It's so Avril. Yeah, honestly. it is so Avril. What an icon. Um, Lol and Bouncer cracked me up in this episode. Yeah, they're just doing their usual... Um, off to the side hijinks. Yeah, it's just like a kind of clown element. Like, they are the kind of clowns of it. And I just like the idea. So they set up CCTV in the dumping ground and then Lol and Bouncer just decide to get in front of the camera and set up their their, um, bedroom there and they're just, like, getting on with their lives but in front of the camera to kind of silently protest against um, too much surveillance. And they're, like, having a shower outside... Um, it's really funny they like get the hose and they're like I mean relevant the privacy issue is relevant now more than ever mm. Facebook scandal Tracy Be- Beaker continues to be relevant <laughs> it is relevant and I think I don't know it was kind of sweet I did feel sorry for Sid though because the poor guy is like the only member of staff on duty for like these 13 kids or how many it's not very many but <laughs> there are quite a few kids to look after and he's just got to live with them and he's just rushing around and Lola Mouncer just like reading their diary in front of this camera being like you wanted to hear what's going on in my day i've written it i'm writing a diary can you read it and stuff like that it's really funny also uh crash's crash's room is so sick so angry it's an angry room yes it is an angry room he has like his name um like in pop art or um spray painted spray painted on his wall that's so good it's uh, so good it's so good (laughs) i like crash i feel sorry for him so i'm like I like Crash and Jackie. I think they're good friends. Jackie, I completely forgot about Jackie. I loved Jackie. She's just kind of boring. When I was younger, I used to want to be a runner. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's like her main character trait. Yeah, she's a runner. So I was like... She'll run a beat. I want to be... I I thought she was cool. Um, My other question is, why does a house full of children have so much shaving foam? Oh, my God. That's... (laughs) (laughs) So, basically, do we... No, yeah, you can explain. Um, so the Wellards are like pranking all the other kids, um, and so they put they make them treacle tart and then put shaving cream on all of theirs instead of um, like whipped cream. So uh, yeah, that's the extent of that prank. Yeah, but I was like, they just came down with like downstairs with loads of cans of shaving cream, and I'm like, the maximum age for the kids here are like what. 13, like, the chances are... Uh, 
What about bouncer? Bouncer might be like 15 then. That's like the maximum yeah. you can be because when they're 16 they go to the halfway house. Oh, yeah. So the chances are about one or two of them have to shave. Why do they have so much shaving cream? Did the Wellard save up and buy shaving cream <laughs> just for this prank? I mean, that's commitment. Yeah. Um, um, oh, sorry. What are you oh, my God. That's in sync. Oh, um. <laughs> um, The poo in the shoes. Genuinely gross. When another you... another classic prank by the Wellards. For they the best dog line. Can I do the shoe thing? I want to do the shoe thing. The shoe <laughs> thing. Please, please, come on. Oh, Rio. Rio Wellard, who cracks me up. Um, I also forgot about Marco. Yeah, why was he... He's just yeah. He's just another kid in the dumping ground. No, he's great. Shush! Don't look. No, sad. no, 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 no. I'm explaining for the folks. Oh, at home. sorry. I thought you just looked sad about him, but I'm very. Um, yeah, he's another kid in the dumping ground, and he his main character trait that he is that he always wears um outfits like crazy outfits. Like he was yeah. dressed up as a chef in this one. I just loved that, but like also he has so many costumes. There's a there's an episode where they like empty out his wardrobe. Like, how can you afford all these costumes? Yeah, I know. It's just so. I mean, it's unrealistic, but also it was a banger because every episode I was like, I wonder what Marco's wearing today, and he'll be like an octopus in the corner. I don't know, it just appeals to me. I, I wanted to be like that. Um, Roxy Wellard, so yeah. the youngest of the Wellards, um, is actually a really great actress. I think she's the best child actress in the thing. I guess she is, but she's at the same time, I feel like she's yelling a lot as well. Yeah, but, like, she has the intonation down. Like, it's not all, like, at a ten. Uh, uh, she does, like, vary to, like, an eight sometimes. Yeah, true. Yeah, that's fair. And she's very good at, like, playing that scheming vibe. Yeah, like a little... I don't... Like, she reminds me of, like, the rat from Pinky and the Brain. Like, the brain, like, scheming <laughs> in the... Pinky and the Brain. The scheming one in the corner. But also, what annoys me... Like, okay, I did say that I feel sorry for Sid, but, um... He does take quite a long time to cotton on to what's going on. Like, he's he literally puts the shoes away and doesn't notice that there's feces in it. Oh, Jesus. Which they fail to specify is dog feces. So we don't know. Because like, <laughs> along with shaving foam, I'd be like, how do they have that much dog poo? Yeah, because, that was my first question. I was yeah. like, where did you get this dog poo from? But they don't say it's dog poo that's what I thought and then that's even yeah, worse yeah they don't say it's dog poo until like they put the shoes on they did did they say dog poo no they did yeah. oh, okay okay because I, I was very confused as well I was like is that their own poo yeah that's really gross um yeah okay that's good that's cleared that up but he's li- literally just like moving the shoes around and he doesn't notice and he doesn't seem to notice the trifle thing or any of it and he just I just don't think Sid wants this job. <laughs> He's just like, okay. He li- li- literally lets them do anything. Just like, okay, just don't tell me. Yeah. Do you have any other comment on this? I think that was it. I think, think I, this is the, my favourite of the ones we watched, yeah. Um, I think my favourite is Life is a Cabaret. Of course it is. Nobody. But <laughs> that's in my... I want to say that one time. If I if I ever rebel, that's gonna be my line. And do you hear there's a new there's a new book coming out that's Tracy Beaker, the mum. Yeah, yeah, where she's a single mum. Yeah, I wonder how that. I don't know if that's beating a dead horse though. Maybe like the movie of me reveals too much about Tracy's mum. Yeah. And I feel like Tracy Beaker returns and the dumping ground as spin-offs. They're quite good actually. I'm not gonna like say they're bad. I only got like watched some of Tracy Beaker Returns because then I got too old for it. But um, 
it gives you too much insight into her future because I liked the long longing to be a writer and then the like mystery follow like once the series is end like what does happen to her you know yeah. what becomes of her but then it's just everything's laid out the drama is very contrived I feel like wow this is a different show <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is it's uh the play fighting though cracks me up every time. The pulling of the hair and they basically oh, end up God, hugging yeah. on a bed. That's their fighting. Yeah. They're going, oh and then or they don't fight because they don't want to do all the stage fighting. They just immediately two people pull them away from each other. I always me and my cousin at Oscar, the animator, used to pretend to fight like we were on the dumping ground. <laughs> we would go, ah like as a joke and that was how I spent my childhood. So yeah. I think we've done everything now. I think, yeah, should we wrap it up? Wrap it up. Thank you for listening to this episode of Steph and Lola Didn't Have Disney. If you have any suggestions for shows you want us to watch, find us on Facebook at Didn't Have Disney. Justine Littlewood! (laughs) Um, Hopefully, Loco and Acapulco would play. Bye.